A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this dual podcast. Dual podcast because it's Mastering the Game of Life and also a lady that's joined us um, from the Feel Fabulous podcast, Hina Solanke. Hina, very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much, Paul. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. I don't know why, listeners, but when I introduce Hina, I want to call her mom. It's maybe because I've been watching The the Crown on Netflix and I keep seeing every every two seconds, yes, mom, no mom, three bags full mom. Anyway, I don't know where that's come from, but we share a bit of light-hearted humour. We contribute, which leads us nicely in, listeners, to the point of today's, the focal point of today's um, six human needs, the final one, contribution. So, Hina, any thoughts initially around this word, contribution? Well, contribution is the final human need. And uh, through these uh, podcasts, we've done an episode, this is our sixth today, so it is actually the last episode Uh, of this series and we have gone through certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth and all of that I feel lands you and leads you to contribution. So I feel like as I've gone through my life and I've gone through all those human needs and as I still do and will until my last day is here, I have, have, am now able to contribute, uh, contribute to the world, contribute to my family, contribute to anything I can, really. That's my perception of contribution. Giving, giving, what can you give? Giving doesn't mean, to, doesn't mean it's a physical thing. It can, be, uh, it can be knowledge. It could be absolutely anything. What do you think, Paul? The more you give the more you get is a line I've stolen from um, somebody I'm very honored to call a close friend. And uh, is that's, um, I don't want to kind of go too deep on it because that's the commercial side of his business. But actually when I say it's the commercial side of his business, it's his strap line, his tagline, call it what you will. But it's so much more than that listeners. It's philosophy to life. The more you give, the more you get. And that can be a scary place at times, whether we're talking about emotions, whether we're talking about finances. But it's about putting that fear to one side, having that courage to say, I'm just going to give. I'm going to give without expectation. And of course, being human beings as we are, that can be, as I said, very, very, very challenging at times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. Yeah. The more you, you know, just keep giving, the more you give. You know, it's a, an amazing feeling as well, isn't it? Um, you talked about this before, about how it can it can almost be a bit of a selfish thing in contribution. Um, you know, we give it selfishly, but unselfishly too, really, because we're doing it because we're at a stage maybe, or it's something we want to give because it makes us feel good. It makes us feel whole and it makes us feel like we are, we've 
we've contributed to this place where we live um, to, to the world. Absolutely. Just, just picking up on what you said there, Hina, brings in a very, I, I want to throw this out there, listeners, as a, a semi-provocative statement. You cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. Uh, and I, uh, I mean, hey, what's your thoughts about that statement? Uh, 100% other than, um, well, you do have it, I suppose. You can't give anything. If you, you, how can earth can you give something that you don't have that doesn't belong to you, whether it be your knowledge, your uh, expertise, or physical forms, material things, whatever it be? It doesn't mean you have to have lots of it in order to give um you know it depends how how you are i'm i'm actually i like to think and others have said quite generous and even though i may not have an awful lot of whatever it be i'm more than happy to share or give but i can't give if i don't actually have those things mm, okay and this is the reason i said it's kind of semi-provocative because mm. the reality is, allow me to share something that I did for many years, certainly in the earlier part of my life. Um, I gave a lot of stuff that I was in no position to give, whether that was emotionally or financially, physically. So I actually answer my own question, and this is my own perspective, doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. It, it means that I'm going to take ownership of this. This is my model of the world, which some people resonate with and some people won't. So you cannot give what you do not have. Mm -hmm. Well, in an earlier phase, as I've said, listeners, I didn't have money. In fact, far from it. Because of my drinking habit, I was actually quite heavily in debt. And But what I did... If I saw somebody in need, I would actually borrow money to get them out of trouble, thereby actually mm. putting myself even more in debt. So wow. I, I do question that cliche of, you know, you cannot give what you do not have. And similarly with, you know, that. so that's in some respects, as we've alluded to before, listeners, in, in this, this dance between Hina and I, this, this, these podcasts, this mini-series, call it what you will. You know, I, I use the example of that sort of physical, you know, the, the bank account. It's easy to see numbers on paper. You know, you can see if you're in trouble financially, it's easy because your bank balance tells you that. You know, the statements tell you that. But emotionally, it's so much harder to, to see that because you're into that kind of more intangible. You can't see it. But the same principle applies as far as I'm concerned, because stuff that I've given in my life when I was emotionally bankrupt, so I was financially, not literally bankrupt, but in many respects, um, you know, I wasn't legally bankrupt, but I was in debt heavily, but I was also very, very uh, heavily in debt emotionally because of the mess I was in. But somehow, somewhere, I still manage to contribute to others when most people in the world might say well actually you need to look after yourself first because you cannot give what you do not have so I just throw that out there it's an interesting sort of statement or dilemma in, in around this theme of contribution mm. it's very interesting very 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 interesting um and 
I think it's a really good point that you've made because there may be many people out there uh, of our listeners that could could be doing the same thing and I think they need to think carefully about what they're doing so I think your you know your uh, story or you know what happened your life event is really important um, to share with others because you really do need to look after yourself first you need to get it right first before you can give out um, and that's actually flowing for me flowing more in sync the universe because the opposite the other is actually out of sync um yeah you know we spoke about this on a previous episode uh, the one around growth for example i think we did a little bit of a deep dive on this um, um so yes i agree with that but i think you know there and then whatever i gave um at that moment in time whether i could afford it you know physically or emotionally is kind of by the by we live in the moment but where I do sort of I suppose the the learning I've taken from that as you quite rightly say in my humble opinion that you know the the more we are aligned with the universe the energy you know plugged into source if you will listeners we have that power and uh, that's 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 the that's the learning I personally taken from that uh, statement you cannot give what you do not have yes you can but boy is it going to drain your battery even more yeah yeah I mean it, it you could yeah I suppose you could you know people do they sell services um don't they or they give services which they don't actually have but they intend on supplying them somehow you know mm. uh, so there are ways I suppose it's but as a general as a general outlook and way of looking at it, it's 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 not really the right thing, and it's it can't be done. Um, it's it for contribution, giving what you don't have. I think giving is part of contribution and growth. It all comes from growth, and like I said, all the other human needs going through all those, and still going through all those, and some of those human needs obviously will be out of sync, and some will be stronger, weaker, and it's then leads you to growth and then when you feel like you're growing you've got to a place where you almost automatically want to contribute but if you want to contribute earlier in the stage of those human needs it can get you get a bit sticky and you might get you know yourself in a little bit um, of a jam I suppose. Mm. I think that's fair comment and I think where it leads to for me Hina is that realization that acceptance you know we've used that acceptance or I certainly have quite a lot that acceptance that knowing of actually energetically we are one you know when you look at the quantum physics in, in very simple terms and I'm massively oversimplifying this but you know we are one we, we are one so actually by giving to what some people might perceive others you're actually giving to yourself and you alluded to at the top of this this dance around this whole you know this richness this feel-good factor you know dare I say to feel fabulous (laughs) I was waiting for that (laughs) I'm I'm becoming predict I'm becoming certain (laughs) now listeners yeah there you go yeah I'm becoming more certain need to add variety I need to add variety yeah definitely (laughs) definitely my need for significance is tied into the certainty 
Anyway, let's not get too oh. sort of bogged down on the you know, <laughs> juggling the creativity of the six uh, needs. That's that's another time, another place. But yeah, so there's this kind of whole thing around, I suppose, the acceptance of understanding of knowing that we actually are one. So when we do give, we're give, we're giving to we're giving to ourselves, and that's probably yeah. why actually we feel so good about it. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Really good point. When we give, when you're when you're giving, contributing, when you're making others happy, generally you feel happy um, and you feel great about it. You feel, and it's a sense of. Um, I wouldn't say pride or proudness, but you do, don't you? You feel like, okay, you know, you are in a position where, yes, you know what, finally, you know, when you've been learning and growing and um, connecting and feeling significant and all these other things, you get to a place where you can contribute. It makes you feel, it makes you feel like you're part of something now and, and you can really give back. It's almost like giving back, isn't it? So I've taken all that now it's time for me to give back mm. yeah that was i mean it's interesting how you frame that that give back because when i was uh, in my more darker phases of life you know like say six months on a wild drinking spree as soon as i mm-hmm. come off it it was like a record spring right i need to pay this moral debt back to society of actually getting wow. off the bus for three months six months whatever it was um yeah. just you know right i need to i need to put this right it was like a recoiled spring. It was strange. And I did that for decades. It's like, okay, right, no drink now, train hard, earn seriously good money, and then give most of it away, only to sabotage that again. And it was like, um, you know. But uh, anyway, I'd like to ask you here, you know, I want to kind of play something to you that's been put at my, mm-hmm. uh, well, been asked of me many, many, many times. And I, I kind of yes. paraphrase here. So, so bear with me on this. So... Right, Hina, it's okay, it's okay for you to keep sort of, in fact, I'm going to use the strong language that's been used to me, to preach to the world about giving. Yeah. You, have, you haven't got six kids. You haven't lost your job. You haven't done this. Your partner's not left you, blah, 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 blah. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. And there you are on this podcast with this guy from Spain talking about giving. You don't uh-huh. understand what be what would you know? Where do I start giving then? Well, where do I even start with that? What would be your response to that? Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, absolutely. My podcast and every single thing that I do in all my other businesses all revolve around me giving back and contributing and adding value back to other people's lives because of what I've gone through. So I had um, came from a, a very dark, um, it was a psychological and physical abusive marriage, finally managed to get out of it, took a very long time, but I do have two amazing sons, which I raised single-handed, absolutely no financial help whatsoever. Because I became a little bit of a lioness or a little bit protective, of my children, I actually wouldn't even open up to any help, um, to, you know, even if there was any help, not that there actually was an awful lot of help, but I wouldn't, I wasn't open to any help anyway, um, because I just felt that I needed to protect my two sons, I was by myself, and I somehow needed now to raise them, um, you know, like I said, with no financial help and somehow make this work with 
nothing, uh, no contributions coming in whatsoever. I made it work very hard, struggled an awful lot, um, but I made it work. Once I felt, you know, got free from my marriage, I actually then fell ill after a little while. And I, I suffered from alopecia. Thank God I'm actually okay now, but I went through a bit of a roller coaster. But I did go through a stage where I actually felt terrible. I looked terrible, so I felt terrible. So I needed to go and have a procedure done, um, which was just a very simple um, enhancement of my eyebrows and eyelashes just to make me look like just to make me look a bit more normal again, to be honest, but it blew me away. That very simple procedure blew me away. And I thought, wow, within one day, my confidence has rocketed from a single procedure. And from that, it was the very next day, my friend tells me about the conversation still to this day that they remember the way I was just like, that's it, this is what I'm going to do. And that's what I do. And I am now a leader, a global leader in what I do. And it means so much to me in medical, by the way. So that's, I can help people with burns, scars and everything because I have been there. I have actually been there. I only try to share knowledge and contribute in everything that I have experienced myself. Brilliant. So for me, allow me then just for a, a moment longer to go with that devil's advocate approach. So that's great, mm -hmm. Ina, listening to you do that. But mm -hmm. like I said, I've got, you know, I've got all these mouths to feed. I've got no money coming in. How do I do it then? Well, what, what inspiration or advice? Are you? you know, that's great to listen that you've done that. Thank you so much yeah. for that. But what do yeah. I do? What do I do? Okay, well, then you need to uh, go and look at what, how you need to look at how you can fix the situation. You need to start looking at solutions. Um, obviously, there is um, government support. But if you're really looking, if we're talking about finance, but it, each individual, it's up to the individual, isn't it? It's how much do you want to do something? How much and do you need help? Because it's very, again, it is very easy to say, and I have been there, to say that you could do something, but you can't if you're not mentally stable. It is very, very difficult. So you do need to find some help and support from outside. And I don't mean it could be therapy. It means to get your mental state um, together so that you can get to a place where you're strong enough and you can focus on a solution to the situation. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's about having that that support, and that can come in so many different ways. I mean, over these uh, five podcasts, well, this this obviously is the six, but the previous five podcasts, you know, the language we've used, the emotion has been well, has been that has been emotional. You know, the L word love has been used quite a lot. And there's a reason for that, listeners. There's an absolute reason why that word love has probably been the most um, consistent word that's been used because if I could be allowed to answer my own question, uh, you know, that I've just put to you, the answer is in love yes, and, that, and, and that self love. And there again, that can be damn difficult when you're, you know, you feel at the bottom of the pile, you feel hopeless, you feel useless, you feel angry, you feel frustrated, and there's no way out. But I suppose. Mm -hmm. If I can take the learning from my own desperate, dark journey, if somebody I know now that if somebody had just said to me, in fact, this has happened over my life, when my, you use that word confidence, when my confidence level shot through the roof, and I'm on about being on park benches and mm -hmm. drinking heavily and throwing away relationships, jobs, you name it, money, the lot. But where the, the real kind of leverage for me was, 
was when somebody just put that metaphoric arm round the shoulder and says, do you know what, Paul? I actually believe in you. I care for you. Now, people talk about self-love comes first. Yeah, okay, I can understand that. And to a large degree, I believe it as well. But I also understand the power of, if we can use it, uh, the, you know, the domino metaphor. If somebody has got the strength or the belief to push that first domino over on your behalf, and all the rest of the dominoes will just go, and I use that as an example, listeners, to say sometimes that domino can come in the, in, the, in the shape of somebody putting their arm around you and saying, I believe in you. Come on, let's help you nudge. I'll help you to push that first domino over. And then once that momentum has yeah. been built, and, and then we can go from that place, from that kind of vulnerability into a place of a lot more relative strength. So I think yeah. it's coined in the phrase, you know, to bring this back to contribution, we actually all do need somebody. I do deeply believe that, and I'm a strongly independent person. But I, the, the paradox for me, listeners, is I suppose I've gained that strength by people contributing to me and believing in me. And I think, you know, the world needs that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, everybody needs somebody. But then I suppose just picking up on what you said earlier, let's say, you know, there are many people out there and during situations like today, during the global um, pandemic, we see a lot of people who are extremely lonely um, and there's been support going out. So if people don't, you know, that are listening and feel that they're in a slightly darker place and both Paul and I have been in darker places. So I, I feel like it does give us, you know, it wants us to talk about it. Um, and, and like you, Paul, I want to now contribute and share as much as I can every single thing that I've been through um, and try and help people or share my stories in, in hope that it will help others. Um, so sometimes if you haven't got somebody in physical form nowadays, there's the internet, isn't there? You can get onto forums, there's support groups. Um, I'm just trying to think of listeners who may be, because you've just opened something up to me there that they, you know, it is, it's very, it's very good for us to sit here and say, yeah, you know, life's all lovely and dandy. But when you're actually going through a dark period, which is probably, you know, if somebody is, um, and it's not that apparent to the world, then try and find some support. Because like Paul said, when you have somebody there who's supporting you and you're believing in you, that's when things start changing. And the platform, I feel, you sort of looking back over the years and some of the lessons learned, the platform for building on that is wrapped up. I'm a great fan of her. She's a very well-known American academic called Brenny Brown. And oh, yeah. Brenny Brown talks about vulnerability and how much it's our strength. But I suppose, listeners, isn't that around awareness? Because until somebody really sort of points something out, we don't know what we don't know. And for mm -hmm. me, that acceptance, yet again, that word acceptance, that awareness, that vulnerability. So what does that mean? It's, well, you know, what does that mean to you, vulnerability? Yeah, I, you know, I... I, I question this word quite a bit um vulnerability is perhaps being at, in an uncertain place um you know at a time and not feeling certain feeling a bit more open or closed it can really depend can't it it could be you're feeling a bit weaker um you know you're in a place where 
perhaps a little bit more delicate. I think vulnerability has so many, has different uh, meanings to different people. Yes, it does. Absolutely, it does. But, uh, you know, as one that, as I say, is, you know, is a great fan of Brenny Brown and sort of deep dived into a lot of her material. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity yeah. of how fear stricken we are as humans. We are so, because we're yeah. always worried what people will think and say. Yeah. And we set all these expectations around, you know, X, Y and Z. And when you strip that all away and accept that as a human being, bar none, absolutely bar none, we have fallibilities, we have vulnerabilities, we have what, you know, I, I don't particularly like the word weakness, but what, you know, the outside world might term as weaknesses, we have strength, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, all these rich ingredients that go to make us what we are. And I think once, yeah. once we understand that and accept that actually, no matter how good I think I am, or not as the case may be, the reality yeah. is we're back to that oneness again, aren't we? We're all kind of interconnected. And the fact that today I might feel up or I might feel down, but I know we've used that uh, that metaphor of I am the sky and the clouds come and go, the clouds come and go. But it's really at its core is understanding and accepting that words like shame and guilt that's conjured up by in our mind, oh, I can't say this to him or her, um, What they'll judge me and they'll think, you know, I've got to be on my best behaviour because it's a first date or, or I'm going for a job interview or whatever the, you know, the dynamic is. And once we strip out all that fear and say, do you know what, Will? Here I am. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great, because this is who I am. And that whole yeah. expectation all of a sudden gets stripped away and what people may or may not think about us and that's perceived shame or guilt. Oh, I can't say this. I can't do that. Well, why can't you? And so for me, that's been very, very powerful. That self-acceptance of, like I say, listeners, if the world likes it, fantastic. If the world doesn't like it, fantastic. Either way, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Yeah. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I really do. And that's so important. I love um, that you actually brought in fear there as well, which is a word I didn't use during vulnerability, which I miss, um, because that's really important. And I think what's really important also is we all feel a little bit vulnerable now and then. So whatever our perception of that is, but, you know, you, you get the drift. But it's completely what is really, oh, sorry, I interrupted myself there, but what is completely normal and it's okay is for you to feel vulnerable at any time so if you are feeling in you know in a certain way it's absolutely fine um just make sure you can pick yourself up again and come out of the situation but not to bash yourself too much if you are in that position i think it's really important absolutely it's about having that presence that awareness to witness that dark cloud that's over you at the moment but know that that cloud will pass you are not that dark cloud you are you are the sky watch it come and watch it go you know as soon as the sun shines you know as soon as so you know we have seasons um i don't know if this is a good example for the uk let me rephrase that listeners we used to have seasons where it snowed in winter the sun shone in summer I think it might be the other way around now. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I can't answer that actually myself and I am in the UK, but um, I think that's a brilliant example actually um, about the clouds because yes, there is a cloud, but there's also a sun just there too. Mm. And, you know, it's, we've mentioned the F word faith, haven't we? How it comes and goes. But just, just to bring back to, to what you said, Hina, about the F word fear, the, four le- the dreaded four letter F word, fear. <laughs> and it's, isn't that really one of the six human needs? Isn't that uncertainty when just knocking on the door? Because isn't it true that as humans generally, we massively prefer certainty. We want to we want to be in control. And that's something yeah. that we learn as a baby. You know, going back to that, I think we've used this example before, have we not? When a, when a child, a baby starts crying and sees the reaction, oh, I'm getting picked up here, I'm getting comforted, I'm yeah. getting fed. Oh, this, oh, I'll do this again. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> just that simple example. But that's about alleviating that fear. And fear is just maybe, just maybe, listeners, another word for uncertainty. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's again, another great example. Um, And I think all of the human needs, we just go through them all, don't we, at different times in our lives. I think it's really important to recognise. What I like to do sometimes is actually just list my human needs and just look at them and see where I am at you know uh, one year it may be different to another and you can just see where you're stronger or weaker I know you said you don't like those words but just to give an example um, mm. you know where your strengths lie so you can improve on them or maybe not you know do you need to give more to another area more than another are you giving too much are you contributing too much to society to the world that you actually need to give a little bit back to yourself that's still contribution contribution towards yourself so again go back to yourself love yourself and it's all about love isn't it so that inner love inner happiness and then that shines through and it actually is an automatic almost an automatic response back out contributing back out to the world well absolutely and i just want to challenge you know something that you said there about and i quote mm-hmm. give a little bit back to yourself no give everything back to yourself give yes them a lot. yes copious amounts and then copious amounts again yeah good correction there absolutely valid yeah um because then you know what we are we become like radiant beings of light we become like lighthouses don't we that emit this this beautiful powerful energy um and call it love if you will call it what you want but we're there and then we then we certainly can give something that we do have which is quite ironic because we've kind of done a full circle there, haven't we, from that (laughs) you cannot give what you do not have. Yeah, absolutely. From the certainty right down to the contribution. What um, We haven't actually talked about different types of contributions. Should we just go through some of the types of things that, what what types, how, what do you do towards contribution? What list some of the things that you feel um, would come under that category? I think it can be, I mean, we, we have actually sort of, through this dance, I think we've alluded to certainly some of them. I mean, I think yes. you know, it's that you know, giving to charities, setting up charities, you know, getting together a global network um, of you know good people that are going to shine and you know um, help help the world to become a better place. You know, that's contribution. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly in the earlier days, you know, to be more pragmatic in answering uh, your question, um, it was around. I measured everything 
in pounds, shillings and pence. You know, if you gave a thousand, I had to give two thousand. If you gave two, I had to give five. It was all around that. But that was that was fueled by the need for significance. What's interesting yeah. for me now is actually letting all that go and giving the most the most powerful, powerful thing that you can give, and that's love. Whether you're talking to an old lady for the first time in a in a in a queue at the bus stop or in Tesco's or wherever it may be, you know, and you may never see again, or an old guy or or whatever, it doesn't matter, young, old, black, white, gay, straight, rich, poor, they're only labels, all that's irrelevant. But emitting and standing there and saying, Do you know what? I'm stuck in this bus stop waiting, same as you, for the bus. Let's talk about the weather. Hello, uh, sir, lady, whatever. Um, I, you know, just, I don't know, just sharing that energy and that vibrancy and that love and that, that compassion for a fellow human being or not necessarily human being, for an animal or, or just the whole of the universe to say, here yeah. I am and, and this is me. That, for me, is the most powerful contribution. Uh, and I think it's so easy for people to get wrapped up in this. Yeah, but I give a million pounds to charity. Hmm, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not worthwhile. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You know, I've given a lot of money to charity over the years. Um, but I know now, and maybe this is experience, maybe it's wisdom. I don't know, listeners. But I know that what I give cannot be measured. I know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just you touched on um, about the charities, etc. Paul, could we talk a little bit about your charity, um, World, uh, the the World Game Changer? Could we just could you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Because I just think it's absolutely amazing, and the mission is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, thank you for inviting that uh, that opportunity in, you know, because I am very, very, very. I was going to say passionate about it, but it's something that's emerged throughout my life. So even from a very, very early age, and, and when you look at people that, you know, start sort of foundations, there's usually 99 times out of 100, there's a big why underneath that. And that's usually mm -hmm. come from a dark place, usually. And mine's no exception in that respect. So all my life, I've done charitable things, um, given to, you know, we started this, this conversation around that didn't you know giving what I didn't yeah. have um yeah. you know and all that kind of thing but I think what's kind of materialized over the years is this understanding that yeah okay money's important or as an energy uh, it has its place let's let's rephrase that but world game changes is rarely a collection of people from around the globe that actually want to give the one thing they really can and they do give money as well but that's that love and that hope to people because what i've learned after six decades on this planet is the most powerful thing no apologies listening for for repeating it yet again is love but what i've also learned this year is how powerful hope is love and hope and that's what World Game Changes is about. So, yes, we do do practical projects. You know, we've planted a forest in Ghana for the one or, one or two of the impoverished villages there. We've sent football, wow. kit, uh, football kit out from a professional football club, Nottingham Forest, back in my hometown. They've been generous enough to send kit out to the, um, you know, some of the kids in Ghana there. Um, you know, so, but more importantly, I think, Ina, it's the simplicity of podcast conversations like this and not just podcast conversations, but 
Conversations with world game changers. Everybody in this world is potentially a world game changer. Paul, that's a yeah. silly, that's a silly thing to say. Do you know who I am? I haven't got two beans to rub together. Right, okay. You talk to that, you know, that old person. I, you know, sorry for stereotyping a certain degree. I always use that example of that little old lady in the bus queue. <laughs> Why? Because it's something that's been in my life very consistently. But it could be a, yeah. a young guy, an old lady, it doesn't matter. But the fact yeah. that you've given them a conversation, a, a time, just a look in the eye, you know, a touch on the shoulder. Do you know what? Call it a, a dropping a pebble into a pond. That makes you a world game changer. And that is what it's took me 60 years to understand, to accept and to embrace. And that's what world yes. game changes is all about. That's it. Fantastic. I love that, that, you know, it isn't just about the money. It's about, it's your acts of kindness. It's love. It's making that little difference, making, putting that smile on somebody face that is you are a game you know you are a world game changer by doing something like that and contributing in that way i think that's absolutely beautiful mm. so the mastering um mastering the game of life podcast um so that came before the charity is that correct yes it did yeah 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 so and what and what kind of how did that start um you know there again it's about sharing those messages of of hope and love and inspiration to people you know conversations like this Hina, that you know these these dancers you know yeah again listeners you know notice the emotional language from a guy that by the way um has spent a lot of times on the streets you know I've alluded to the drinking but was embroiled in violence at a very ugly level at an early age so to come from that darkness and come to the you know the lighter side of life and share these conversations and you know invite guests on and say okay so tell us how you made your journey of transformation whether it was about sex drugs rock and roll it doesn't matter what it was about because there'll be some learning in there for the listener and yeah you know to quote that well-known cliche Ina, if you help one person yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. And you've gone to write some books as well. Yes, there's been a, a few books flying around and, and, and continues to be so. And I've also been co-author um, in a best-selling health-related uh, book with somebody. So, yeah, you know, I get invited to be co-authors. I invite people in. Um, there's been Speaking From Our Hearts, trio of books. There's been Mastering the Game of Life, which has been recent. You know, so my, my genre, my writing is always around the same thing. And it's wrapped up yeah. for me is, you know, whether I'm doing a podcast, whether I'm talking, you know, to use that example again, the proverbial little old lady in the bus queue. It doesn't matter what oh. it is. Everything yeah. is wrapped up for me in Stephen Covey's Ninth Habit. Leave the world a better place. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. I love that. Wow. That's really us on our uh, contribution. That's our contribution, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, listeners, all I can say is immense gratitude uh, to Hina. Uh, well, first and foremost, to you, the listeners. I mean, without you listeners, what's the point? Because Hina and I, yes. for example, we can have a conversation whenever we want to have a conversation, uh, you know, as we can with any of our guests. But so first and foremost, I, you know, I really do hope that there's been something, you know, maybe just one little golden nugget, something, whatever that may be, that we've shared. So immense gratitude, Ina, as well, for being part of that dance. I, you know, I thoroughly, 
thoroughly enjoyed it. I really have. And, um, you know, I know that you and I kind of outside the podcast, we're, we are connected in a in a contribution focused uh, scenario known as the Rob Moore Foundation, which you know, yes. is, is, you know, aspiring. We're building something to give to those less fortunate. So, uh, you know, the contribution thing never, never stops, really. 100%. Thank you very much, um, Paul. It's absolutely been a pleasure. I absolutely loved going through these human needs. Um, and just to quickly go through those and finish up and summarise on the human needs that uh, Paul and I have covered over six episodes is certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth, and contribution which we've covered today uh, it's just been so lovely Paul thank you very much absolute pleasure absolute pleasure Hina and um, you know may we contribute a lot more as well as time goes by absolutely thank you thanks for tuning in listeners where can just to finally now so where can my listeners find you uh, paul-low.com is my website everything from there really Hina rather than giving you know individual sort of titles mm-hmm. and links so paul hyphen low with an e.com and uh, okay. conversely hina where can uh, master the game of life listeners find out about you and your we, we haven't we haven't mentioned your book have we dance with the universe we'll mention that too. yeah we have now absolutely so dance of the universe um came about uh, exactly for the say it's my another type of contribution i have literally gone through every chapter and shared and tried to give analogies on how i have got through some of those darker periods of my life how i got where i am today and still you know still working and walking the long path um, of growth and significance um and yeah just working my way through but uh, the, the book dance with the universe is available on amazon your listeners can find me and i hope join me also on the feel fabulous podcast and my social media uh, which i tend to do lots of lives on and i love the interaction with people and that's great so i love doing podcasts but then you can do your social media and actually have a two-way uh, kind of conversation i love it when the comments come flying in so on my social media facebook hina Solanke, and instagram hina Solanke. thank you so much everybody for tuning in And I think all that remains now for us to sign off listeners by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the game's ever-changing. How will you master it?